Welcome back to episode 117 of Chess Journeys, Tales of Adult Improvement. Here in Chess Journeys, we love to explore the glories of ratings gain, but we also dive into the plateaus and perhaps even below that, the pits of despair. If you want to support the show, you can go to Patreon Chess Journeys. I do want to thank the queen level supporters. We've got our newest supporter, Scott D4B6 Joe, with love from the North Noobs. We've got Matt Bush, Jay Garrison, Donna Rich Burgess, Brandon Hallside, David Schreiber, Jeff Peterson, Tobias Rex, Bob Berger, Nicholas Harrigan, Rich Bradley Fenner, Fletcher Ray, Nathan Peterson, Christian Glaw, and King level supporter Ian Samples. And this week, we've got a new sponsor for the show, uh, chessbook.com. This is a new tool uh, to help you build and learn your chess openings. What makes this tool unique is its goal to minimize the number of lines that you need to learn, prioritizing only the most common moves that you will see at your level. Once you've entered or imported your repertoires into the system, it will compare to your games on LeeChess and Chess.com to instantly show you where you've been going wrong and train you on those lines. Now, I put my own repertoire in there yesterday. I opted for the shortest version, only including moves that are likely to happen in 1 in 50 games. And within minutes, I had a manageable version of my repertoire. However, I noticed that I know my repertoire much deeper than that. So I bumped it up to 1 in 100 games. Uh, so this flexibility demonstrates that you are able to engage with your openings where you are. And what's best is it's free to try up to the first 400 moves. After that, if you fall in love with it, you can use the code SKULL20 for a 20% discount on a pro account for unlimited moves. If you're like me and looking to get more from your openings with less study time, then chessbook.com is the tool for you. <sighs> All right, let's bring in our guest today. We've got Jordan, he's an adult improver. He's an academic in academia who enjoys examining academic side of chess. Did you see that? I used academic three times in one sentence. I'm like a grammar god. Well, Jordan, welcome to the show. And have you had a chance to play any chess yet today? Uh, yes, I have. Um, because I knew I was going to be on the podcast, uh, I tried to get in a, a game. Um, uh, yeah, I had to work late tonight. So I only got uh, a, a quick game in um for uh, for blitz and what's what's interesting is you know i start out king's pawn opening and um they played f5 oh. and so I, I immediately took but then i have this pawn on f5 that i have to defend and you know it's a quick like five minute game i've got this pawn just hanging out totally <laughs> threw me off um but uh you know i was, I was able to uh to to get a ladder mate um just in time um but yeah like I, I started wondering if maybe they played f5 just to get me like you know to get them out of the repertoire or something i it just really threw me off that is interesting and oftentimes like with something like that they've weakened you know the the f pawn around their king it seems like you can get some quick checks and maybe the answer is not even defending that pawn and just letting it go i don't know <laughs> No, you're right. Um, and if I if I thought about it, but I'm just so used, you know, uh -huh. to, to to you know thinking about that, uh, you know, defending the king's pawn, uh, you know, the the you know, just I don't know, just one little move just totally threw threw everything off for me. Okay, that's interesting. Was that a five-o game or like a five-five? Yeah, game? yeah, yeah, okay. just five-o. So for you, quick games are five-o, and then what's your normal time control? Um 10 uh you know like if, if i i would love to get in like a i do love like a, a 30 minute game you know but 
it just feels like you know mm-hmm. you know just just you know getting in i can get in like two or three 10 minute games versus one you know yeah um, you know, longer one so yep i hear you um i played a 55 minute game this week at the over the board yeah it was one of those games where we got a really cool moment and i would have loved another hour for this game like i needed 10 minutes i couldn't tell there was a knockout move and in ten, in like i think i had like maybe seven minutes left and i just could not find the knockout move in the three minutes and it was a hard knockout move to find i might not have found it with 20 minutes but i was just staring at the board going come on man give me some more time here there's got to be something good here so i could not find it and it was to my arch nemesis my 11 year old nemesis three and zero against him he beat me oh it was terrible it was just terrible yeah i love how your students always ask you about um you know <laughs> losing to an 11 year old yeah yeah they're like your arch nemesis is 11 i'm like mm, yeah most of the people i play are 11 which right. is how it works all right. Well, um, what's up with your origin story, Jordan? When, when did you pick up chess? Did you play as a kid? Did you pick it up recently? Yeah. Uh, so um, I, I learned um, late high school, early college. Uh, my dad taught me. Um, uh, and so, uh, you know, at one point, I think early on in college, I, I bought him a board, you know, and he had known how to play and just hadn't played in a long time. And so we, we played. Um, and then there was somebody in my hall in college that was, you know, for us, like, you know, this is before, you know, it was just so rampant. Like this guy was just always playing. Like, you know, if, if, if he was, if he wasn't in class, he was just playing chess. So a bunch of us that live nearby started playing. Um, but then, you know, after the, that year, uh, everybody kind of dispersed and, and I sort of dropped it. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, so like um, we were watching CBS Sunday morning, they do a, a special on, um, on, on kind of the chess boom um, and online chess. And they had Maurice Ashley on there um, and uh, the Botez sisters. And, and so anyway, that's when I downloaded, uh, you know, the chess.com app um, and just started kind of casually playing, uh, playing bots. And then, um, you know, uh, Queen's Gambit comes out and it gets, it gets, you know, I start, you know, playing even more. Um, but really I, I, I had a moment um, kind of right after COVID ended where uh, a friend and I, you know, best friend from growing up, we ended up going to, um, we we met up in Nashville and he had been taking classes online for music production and was showing me all this stuff he'd been working on. And I was just so inspired. I was like, all right, I'm going to take classes. You know, um, I live in a small town, so it's it's hard to have community around chess um so i just jumped onto reddit uh searched for you know chess lessons online uh found a coach and uh and that that worked out um you know for about a year i did those lessons um and got better uh and you know i probably would would have stayed with the coach but um you know he was an fm going for an im um and you know he's in india so like our time differences were always really hard to kind of make it work and then he was traveling like you know half the time um you know you know training for these tournaments so he's going all over the world so um i ended up you know i've kind of stopped the lessons now um and just doing some doing some apps i've been doing aim chess uh off and on 
Um, but that's kind of, you know, and just, but I've been playing a lot more. Um, it used to be, I was studying a lot and, uh, and now it's like, I'm studying a lot less, but I'm playing a lot more. Okay. Let's go back to college. Cause the, I yeah. find college to be such a fun time where you like can really dive into things when you're in the dorm and, you know, there's just like all these people around you. So that, that person who was playing all the time, were they actually good at chess or were they just, you know, a person who played a lot? So that's like looking back, I, I don't know. I thought this guy was amazing at chess, yeah. you know, um, and he was playing, you know, this is like probably 2000. Uh, I mean, he was playing online chess all the time. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it was like, it really sought it out. We ended up a group of us, uh, there was a chess club. So, you know, we, we drove over to the chess club, like on uh, a few times and, and um, played. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. That's cool. Okay. And then did you guys play online as well? Or was it kind of like a group no, that was playing no, on the board? No, the, no. The God played online. Yeah. 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 He, he only, only, you know, only he played online. Okay. Um, yeah. We were, you know, playing on some flimsy board and uh, yeah. just Did he bother to waste his time playing with you at all? I I don't remember. I mean, I think so. I know he showed us. I, like we weren't competitive for him at all. So yeah. I know you know he's the one who showed us how to play and the basic moves. Um, I, I remember going and checking out Bobby Fisher's uh, book, and I later like read that book. But you know, at the time, you know, I started reading it and then put it down, and you know, it was just just you know playing very very casually. Okay, so there's no rating is attached. You're just having fun. No, no, no. no. Okay, so now. Now we put that aside. Ah, what could have been, right? Right, uh, right. <laughs> then you pick up chess later. When you watch this special and you see the Botez sisters and Maurice Ashley, that guy can make anything seem exciting, especially chess. Yeah. Um, what was your first step? Did you like immediately so, dive in so, with books or where'd you go? Yeah, I think it was, you know, just like, you know, I've... I've lived in small towns last like 10, 15 years. And so I've, I've gotten like all these habits or these little hobbies. So, you know, I learned to make sushi and brew beer and do all this stuff. Um, so I was like, you know, you know, this, this, this looks fun. I remember, you know, I have positive memories of chess. Um, so I Googled Maurice Ashley and just, uh, watch some of his videos um he had this video on the Italian game and I was like, yeah, okay. You know, and, uh, um and and you know downloaded the uh, chess.com i was playing on the you know just playing bots um you know uh but yeah that, that, that was pretty much the start of it okay and you say you were in mostly small towns is that because you're in academia and you're jumping from <laughs> one college town to another yeah 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 i had uh it's this interesting thing of when you finish up a phd program i think people think that you just like you know, automatically go get a job at the university of your dreams. Um, but I remember applying to places like middle of nowhere, Iowa, Ohio, mm -hmm. and my wife being like, we live in Los Angeles. You yeah. realize this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really want us to move to Iowa. So nothing against Iowa, but my wife preferred Los Angeles to Iowa. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I live in, I live in Georgia. Um, and it's, you know, it's great. Um, but, you know, when you're in a small town, it's hard to, you know, I, I think that's why I've really been drawn to your your podcast and, and others. 
is trying to build community around chess, you know, because if you you live in a small town, you know, there's not a lot of over the board games. Um, a lot of times I, I end up traveling a lot for work. Um, so, uh, you know, anytime I'm, I'm in a different city, I'm always looking for games. You know, I, I tend to, you know, email whatever chess clubs that are there, get on Reddit and try to find some some games there. All right, so you're in a small town, you're online, you find Maurice Ashley, it's <laughs> exciting. Um, and you said you started playing bots at first, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so when you first start playing online, what is your initial rating like? Like, where does it settle at? So, uh, you know, it took me a long time to start playing online. You know, like I, I was, uh, I, you know, when I first met my coach, you know, he's asking me what my rating is. And I told him, this sounds so ridiculous now, but I told him I've beaten Nelson on chess.com. <laughs> and he's just like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know, he's like, you know, I, I, we, we've got to know what your rating is. Uh, and I was just so scared uh, to start playing people. Um, just, just petrified. And so, you know, He's giving me, you know, we're, we're working on techniques. He's given me some really, you know, early books. Um, but like, you know, he started like incentivizing me to play. Uh, he even discounted, said like, I'll give you a free lesson if you play, you know, 10 rated games by, you know, next week and stuff. And I, I you know, I, so I ended up building out a, uh, a schedule and like, you know, putting in like figuring out how many rated games I need to play. But yeah, I was just so... I don't know why. I mean, I I do know why. You know, I think a lot of it's tied to ego. But I was I was just so scared to to play those rated games. So yeah, you know, I, I started out. Um, he he had me using Lee Chess, um, and so that's what I've just used since then. Um, so Lee Chess ratings are weird because you start out at fifteen hundred, mm -hmm. and then it's just you you know you go down. So uh, I I kept dropping and and dropping. Um, and then settling uh, right around a thousand, and and I was you know I was happy with that. Like okay, you know thousand's not bad. Um, and then um, just it's you know uh, been going up uh, you know gradually. Yeah, your coach must have been stupefied when you were like, I took the effort to get a chess coach, but I only play bots. Yes, I know, right. <laughs> I, uh, I hadn't thought about it like that but yeah it was you know it really was this this moment where i saw like my best friend uh has spent you know he's you know really dived into this hobby and i was like you know what this is a hobby i'm, I'm going to take seriously it's it's been a lot of fun and i want to kind of take it to the next level um it i'm wondering if it's kind of the academic in you who's like i really want to understand the field and know my openings well and understand chess before i dive into play it for real absolutely yeah absolutely the idea i had was i'm gonna learn all this stuff about chess and then when i start playing i'm just gonna dominate you know all the the other noobs because we have the same rating and it's you know it just doesn't work that way yeah chess is such a weird game like that where knowledge is great but you have to actually play to have the skill to be good so right right Okay, yeah. so what what did you work on with your coach? Did your coach identify some weaknesses in your game right away? Oh, so my coach was immediately all about tactics. Mm. Um, he was just like, "Look, you know, your level. Let's not worry about openings. 
let's do tactics, you know, and all I wanted to talk about was opening. Um, and, you know, and he's like, and, and, you know, when you're first learning, there's so many openings and it's overwhelming and you're just like, okay, you know, there's this one that, you know, Italian, Spanish, you know, whatever. And, and he's just like, nope, let's focus tactics. Um, and so it was a lot of tactics. Um, uh, you know, he, he had me watch, uh, or I did a, a Yasser Serwin, um, uh, chessable course um uh he recommended a book you know it started out with like the the maiden ones maiden twos and some kind of kids books but then um logical chess um uh polgar um so some of the the ones that that typically get mentioned here gotcha so some of the sort of typical chess tactics just focus on tactics yep Okay. And, and I got to ask this question. Did you actually listen to him or when you weren't in the lesson where you're like, Hey man, I got to work on my openings. No, I, I actually listened to him. I mean, his whole point was just like, look at, at your level. Like, and he actually told me, um, he's like, you know, you, you seem to be doing okay with openings. Like you're, you know, you're getting, uh, you know, three, four moves in and, and holding your own. He's like, but you know, just just work on on those tactics, um, and so that was that was the kind of the the big you know, and and what was cool is you know every once in a while he'd watch a, you know watch me play a game, um, and so you know then he could give me some you know a lot of times I would send him games or you know he was linked to my my leech so he'd look at games before you know and and we'd talk about um, and talk through some of my games, um, but then it, a lot of it was just like looking at tactics um and, and focusing on that gotcha and he'd be like Sometimes you really he'd be like you really schooled that bot good there yeah i know right <laughs> uh okay you, that's you cool nelson cry so where do you feel like uh focusing on tactics got you to um i i think uh you know pretty solid um you know i, th I think um you know fairly solid middle game um my my end game is 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 certainly weak and that's that's where i you know i, I definitely want to focus um uh long term but uh i'm i'm back to to studying openings again <laughs> um <laughs> the so, sirens call of openings. i know i know i know uh resist. What, i think resist <laughs> i know and you know what's what's interesting is um I once saw Kasparov, he you know, say something about like finding an opening that really suits you and your personality. And when I first heard that, I was like, I don't even that like that was so foreign to me. I didn't even understand it. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's over time. I it really does make sense. Um, and so I um you know, I, I did, I watched a lot of um, Gotham chess at one point and, you know, it's all about London and, and I played some London and I just didn't love um, where I was getting with that. Um, I started out with Italian and then Spanish. Um, and I really like where I really found my groove was the Scottish. Um, and I just felt like, you know, playing the Scottish gave me, um, gave me just some positions that I really liked. Um, and I just feel comfortable doing playing in. Um, but what's funny is I've lately I've gone back, um, I've gone back to uh, Roy Lopez 
and uh it, it's you know there's so many variations that that I've I've actually found it to be um yeah you know, I'm really enjoying it um oh, you know nice. yeah yeah. yeah, I really, really liked the Roy Lopez. That was my opening. Well, what yeah. I hated was the French and the Caro Khan yes. and the Aliakins. Yes. And that's why I switched away from E4. I was like, if you just agree to play the Roy Lopez with me, I will play E4 today. Well, and what's fun is, um, you know, I was, I was so worried about, um, you know, whether or not to take the night um you know on that on that fourth move mm. uh you know as as you know as soon as they uh you know put put pressure on the bishop um but you know the like once i learned about um you know really your mission is rookie one um you know uh protect mm. the protect the the pawn first um that that really has changed um i i, I feel like okay i don't have to to worry so much about whether or not um I, I take that night or not um you know you get the you get the the pawn protected first and then and then you move yeah yeah i feel like i personally learned a lot about chess from trying to understand the roy lopez because like you yeah. said they get to go a6 b5 get two free developing moves with their pawn right. you move your bishop a million times then you move your knight a million more times on his little journey across the board so yeah yeah not you know i don't know if you do this i, I have a notebook i don't always take notes um but i, I try to you know sometimes and, and so i can go back and look and so um i think one thing that's that's helped me is like realizing um or or focusing like a kingside attack on um on on the spanish or on the royal lopez too and just kind of like you know keeping that in mind it's, it's really helped me focus uh focus that opening so Okay, I've got a question. Have you gotten to the point yet where you're mixing an A4 sometimes? Uh no. Okay. That's no. like when you know no understood uh, the royal okay, okay, okay. You get that king side, you can open up the queen well, side, yes. you're on all sides of the board. Well, let me take that back. So I have done A4, but I understood A4 to be um a kind of like a distracting move mm. uh you know to 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 sort of uh maybe make them think that that you're doing something queen side but keeping that king side uh you know attack going yeah yeah that sounds good to me it's kind of like uh you need to cover both sides of the board and i have the flexibility to run all over the board well, that's what i think makes the roy lopez such a fascinating opening to play as white and the 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 part that kind of throws me off i just I know theoretically that that H three is is a move you want to play, um, yeah. but I don't like I don't feel comfortable doing it. Um, so that that, that yeah. kind of throws me off a little bit. You just feel like you're losing a tempo, or do you feel weird just moving H three? Uh, I feel like I'm like somehow um, you know weakening my my position by you know okay. uh, by by moving that uh, playing that H three so early. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that maybe you haven't gotten burned enough yet with people bringing the bishop out and then taking the knight and weakening your middle. But yeah, because I went through a period where I was like, why am I playing h3? And I stopped doing it and yeah. it didn't go as well. And I was like, okay, oh, okay this is why I need to do it. Okay. Because a lot of my opponents weren't punishing me at first because I was at an early enough 
you know level where they didn't realize yeah. what they were supposed to do either yeah. yeah that's that's um i mean that that's the other thing is like with lee chess at this level um you know it, it, sometimes it's it's wild west so yeah for sure um okay so <clears throat> you're working on tactics a lot uh what rating did working on tactics take you to Oof. you know I, I i settled for a long time at the like high 11s or low 12s okay. um and that's that's sort of uh you know i started out like around a thousand um and and i noticed i would have these like you know streaks of winning like four in a row and then like maybe dropping three you know and it was kind of up and down um and for a while what i what i started doing and i really enjoyed doing this is playing in those uh sub 13 you know under 1300 tournaments on the chess um because i just felt like i was getting paired up with people about my level um and so that ended up being you know um they're only at like a certain time so you know i try to like block off and, and and have that hour um to play in those tournaments that's cool and what time control were those uh i think they're 10 okay I think they're, they're 10 well, so they're right in your wheelhouse then of your yeah time. yeah right that's Absolutely. cool um okay so you're hitting like 1200 by focusing on tactics that sounds great uh what was the next step did you move to focusing on strategy at all so um part of it has been this past year um uh so uh let's see it would be i guess june july of 2023 2022 to june of 2023 um my wife and i um we uh uh hosted an exchange student a foreign exchange student from madrid so he was 16 came over lived with us for a year went to went to school here um and he was you know, huge into chess and, and big into that chess culture, I guess, you know, I think Spain has a, a pretty active chess culture. Um, so we just played chess a lot. Um, it actually got me like he wasn't, he didn't study. He didn't know the names of moves. Yeah, He just played um, and played a lot. And, and, and so that became a lot of fun. Um, I have never played so much over the board. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you are this way, if this is common or not, but I've, I've definitely gotten where I'll play someone and I get a feel for their game. Mm. Um, so sometimes even in these, like, even, you know, the computer will say it's not the right move. Like I have a feeling like they're going to take this piece, you know, I have a feeling, uh, just based on kind of how they're playing, um, and so, you know, I remember like first three, four or five games I played against him. Uh, he was beating me every time um, because he was just coming out and playing so aggressive. Yeah. Um, and uh, and, you know, one of the things he did that I just never used to do is he wanted to sacrifice his queen so early. Um, <laughs> and I was so like scared of doing that. Um, but by playing him, playing that that aggressive style, I definitely got more aggressive um, I'm, I'm now like, I'm not afraid to sacrifice my queen. And, uh, and then I, I sometimes feel when I'm playing, like if I offer a queen sacrifice and they don't take it, there's times I, I feel like, you know, that's some feedback for me, um, about them as, as a player, you know, I, I feel like, okay, you don't want to take the queen sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I'm gonna. Are we talking I'm, a queen or, trade or a queen? Sack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, queen trade. I, okay. I, don't know what I was like, dang, you're sacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, I'm so sorry. No, uh, queen trade. Uh, oh, yeah. Early on, um, it just gives me you know some feedback on, and I I end up playing more aggressive. Uh, but I used to be. I used, he used to call it old man chess. Uh, <laughs> I, I you're like that's play. it. Get out of my house. Right, right. I used to play, you know, very positional, um, slow, and and he just came out blazing um, and played just such a different game. Oh man! Um, speaking of set queen sacks, uh, check this out. So in my game this last week, in like five moves, I offered my opponent a knight. He rejected mm-hmm. it. I offered him a free rook. He rejected it. Then I offered him a free queen. And he rejected that also. And if he had taken any of them, he would have lost. <laughs> uh, Forrest, uh, well done resisting all of my generous offers. <laughs> it was going to go down as like one of my greatest games. Like all these cute, cool moves I made. And then I lost. And I was like, this is not one of my greatest games. Because oh. And then I put it in the computer, and the computer's like, your accuracy was like 65%. This was a bad game. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what's crazy. I think, you know, especially at my level, is, uh, you know, I played this weekend. I played two games um, where I had an accuracy in the 90s. Mm. And and then, you know, I had another game where it's like 61. And I'm just mm. like, what, you know, what is going on? Yeah, uh, Vladimir Kramnik just called, you're a cheater. <laughs> No, trust me. I I'm definitely worried about that. Like it looks super weird to be playing, you know, uh, you know, 90s and then and then six, you know, in the 60s. But yeah, it's an interesting thing. Like depends on the the way the game goes. If your opponent makes a mistake early and it just becomes an easy game to play. Yeah, yeah. and and I I don't know. You know, I guess it's what Stockfish thinks, but um, mm-hmm. a lot of times with uh, you know, sometimes it'll count a blunder um if you you know you didn't see that checkmate in seven like i still win you know <laughs> right. like you know yeah so yeah i always just ignore those blunders i'm like listen stockfish if i'm still crushing my opponent and i just didn't crush them as fast as you wanted me to i don't count that as a blunder but that's just me okay so have you read any strategy books that i still haven't heard anything about like you know a deep undertaking of chess strategy. No, not a, nice. not, not really. Um, you know, I I I've watched I've watched um a lot of videos. Um, I've done a, a chessable course or two. Um, you know, I I have been interested in I I think Sam Shanklin either has a book or a chessable course. Um, I, but I saw a lecture of, that he did about um pawn breaks. Mm-hmm. And um, I was I was really interested in coming back to that um, yeah. because he has he had this point um, that I've thought about a lot, which is I mean, this is so simple, but, you know, his whole point is like, you know, pawns can't go backwards, you know, so you've got to be, you know, when you make these moves like it's got to be it's got to be really deliberate. Um, yeah, that the, comes from the book Small Steps to Chess Improvement, which is also, I think, a chessball course. Um, but yeah, it's such a great book. It might be, it, I, I would, I would, the way I would put it is it's probably not your first chess strategy book. 
Mm-hmm. But I also read it way too early, and I thought I got a lot out of it. So I, I don't know. It's it is a really good book. Yeah, I saw he gave a um, he gave a, a lecture to the uh, St. Louis Chess Club that I was like, it was really interested in. So yeah, yeah, and and he's a great author and quite funny, whether he wants to be or not. That's a, that's unclear to me. <laughs> but yeah, good stuff there. Okay, so you haven't really done strategy. You worked on your tactics. You played a ton with your foreign exchange student. Uh-huh. By the end, were you beating that guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in fact, um, the, I won the last game before he left to go back to Spain. So, uh, he, you know, he, I, I, I still hold that over him. Um, and, and I, you know, we, we, we send each other, like I send him positions and stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, I think a weird part or sad part about American uh, education, at least according to him, is that, you know, at the high school level in Europe, it's just harder. Like he said, he's studying so much more um, for his, his senior year than, than, um, than he would hear. Um, so he's like, I just don't have the time to play. Uh, so gotcha. yeah, that's tough. Well, that's it's such an interesting thing to see somebody who just doesn't study. Do you feel like he didn't get that much better then by just playing? No, all those I, games? I actually think he's he's just playing like watching YouTube videos oh, and playing. Okay. But, he, but he did tell me um, he played somebody in in Madrid who was who was like a a master, and you know he said he you know, even though he lost, it was a you know like a really good game and. I think now, like, you know, because I've talked, I talk to his parents and we talk about chess and stuff and I, I tell them. And, and so I think they now see like, oh, this is something like to to really kind of cultivate. So, you know, he had said he was going to take lessons when he went back. So I, I don't know, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts soon. Nice. I had a student today ask me the question. The student is just like, hey, do you get better at chess by studying it? <laughs> and i was like boy i wish i knew the answer to that i think it's a combination of both but i don't think we know the precise answer well so you know you i, I love listening to your podcast because i always like listening uh hearing the book recommendations um you know and one i don't know if you've talked about uh because it's not specifically a chess book but it's one that i was really it's it's part of what got me into chess um even though i read it in 2019 um but uh, have you read flow um, it's by the the psychologist out of uh, University of Chicago, and um, you know he, he's written like s- several variations, but he he got famous with the original one called Flow. But it's it's all about that hyper state of of concentration. So he calls it a flow state. Hmm. You know when you become just so locked into something you're doing that you just lose track of of everything. Um, and part of how he does his studies on flow is through chess is, is studying, you know, chess players. And he kind of talks about chess as being um, a way to achieve that flow state. And I, to be honest, I've found that to be so addictive. And that is something where I've played, you know, these these games, you know, especially on weekends, I'll be playing online and suddenly um, it's like two in the morning, you know, and, and it's like, what the hell? Like, I, I just, I've lost track of, of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just, you know, um, you know, and, and so I really love that. Like, that's, that's something about chess um, yes. that I've just really gotten into. Yeah. To me, coupled with that is the disconnect you get to have in the world. Like, 
my family knows my phone goes off for several hours. I'm 100% unreachable. Uh, all of my troubles and concerns, I try to squash for that time and just focus on this other thing. It's quite freeing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. My my wife will be like, what what, what were you doing? I'm like, oh, I was playing chess. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so have you, have you, uh, investigated any other sort of chess adjacent books that have helped you? Um, I wouldn't say it's helped, but I, I read the, the Grandmaster, um, which is, um, uh, it's about, um, Magnus, uh, in the 2016 world championship. Um, and that was cool, you know, because there's, uh, you know, alternating chapters. It's going back in history, um, so you kind of learn more about New York chess culture. Um, you know, uh, you, you learn more about, uh, Bobby Fischer. Um, so, you know, that, that, I think that was, um, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, it's not like purely chess. Um, but you know, I've, I've actually like, I've been interested in even writing some kind of chess related essays. I, I wrote a, a blog post once about, um, mindset so that's uh there's a psychologist named carol dweck um at stanford who, who's done all this um research about mindset and I, I thought about it a lot um after in the uh uh magnus carlson um world championship um uh where let's see was it like was it that sixth game that goes um you know, they that goes on for the I think it was the longest game they'd ever had. Against Nepo. Uh, yeah. I think it was yeah. like a seven hour game. Mm -hmm. And uh and then uh if I remember right, it's like game seven, they just come to a quick draw. And then game eight, Nepo just crumbles, you know, and, and even says in the post game, you know, that he's still got this hangover from losing game six and just kind of what that, you know, mentally does that idea of kind of resilience and trying to bounce back. And um, I, I thought about it a lot, even with um, in the candidates with uh, L.A. Reza, um, because there's a game where uh, he stays up, you know, because he went in. I think he was like third. Right. If, if mm -hmm. I remember right. And, um, and for a lot of people, he was the favorite. Like a lot of people picked him to win that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he stays up playing blitz um you know until like three in the morning with yeah and then and then the next day just gets crushed um so you know I've, I've kind of I've, I've, you know i think that's really interesting um i started writing in uh an essay and i wrote like half of it and and i just haven't gotten back to it but i've been really interested um you know so generative ai is, is a huge topic for uh higher ed um, and I've been thinking a lot about generative AI and chess. Hmm. Um, you know, I remember, I mean, even though I wasn't playing chess, I'd never played chess, but I remember when Kasparov plays Deep Blue, it's this huge story. It's all over. Um, when he, you know, loses, when he finally loses to Deep Blue, you know, people were kind of freaking out. And, you know, yeah. um, you know, in some ways it's like that's the the John Henry story, but it's like, you know, it was like, oh no, you know, the machine finally won. Um, and then it was like, you know, what is that gonna lead to? And you fast forward now, and it's like, you know, Stockfish has allowed chess, you know, to really just move to to levels that it never could have. Um, and it's made, you know, 
someone like me much better in chess. And and so, you know, my hope is, you know, maybe generative AI can do that for writing, um, you know, that, 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 you know, we can, you know, see chess as this kind of model for, for what AI can do for us. Yeah, for sure. Anything you've been awesome. able um, to take for, for your own games from this work you've done with like flow and Dwex work. Um, Are you more resilient? I hope so. I hope so. It's, you know, it's one of those things. It's a lot easier to talk about other people than, than <laughs> apply it to yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I do like, you know, I, I try to keep a notebook with me. If if I can, I have a, a small one. So I try to take notes. Like if I'm, you know, just even kind of, I don't do it that often, but I try every once in a while to kind of, um, you know, how do I feel after a game or, you know, record that. Um you know, I was really happy. I was playing someone that, that was like my same level, um, you know, get to an end game and, uh, and, you know, it's, uh, we're getting close to time. Um, and it's, uh, you know, I think it's, I think it was, it may have been, uh, he, uh, the, the opponent promoted. Um, so it may have been just, queen and two kings i can't remember but anyway i was able to get into a draw and i was so excited about that i mean i've been happy about that for for like weeks um you know taking this game where i was i was losing um mm -hmm. and and being able to save that one you know yeah it's one of the hardest things to do i've been really trying to work on that myself this this game i keep coming back to from last week of course i can never let the losses go uh right. I was way down after the opening. I made a mistake on like move five, just an inaccuracy. It doesn't like lose or anything, but I'm just in a worse yeah. position for like the next 20 moves. And I just decided like, I am not going to crumble here. Like, yes, I'm worse, but you know what? I'm not, I'm not lost. I'm just worse. And I just kind of tried to claw back as best as I could. Yeah. I've, you know, I've thought like, you know, if I focus on in games, uh, then it's just, rushing through uh opening and, and middle and try to rush to an end game and and then i'll be a much stronger but i just never do focus on end games <laughs> all right i guess let's go there so part of you really wants to work on end games which you haven't yet what is it that's holding you back is it just simply not having time does it feel like a yeah, waste of time i think it's more like this seems dumb to say but in games don't seem as interesting to me, you know, like what's really captures my attention is the opening in the middle. Um, but I also know when it gets to an end game, um, I'm, I'm terrible at it. Yeah. You I don't know, know if this will help you at all, but I used to feel the same way. Mm -hmm. uh, I found end games to be incredibly tedious and boring, but then the more that I worked with them and sort of understood the richness and the complexity, even though there's not that many pieces on the board, I don't know. I've really grown to appreciate them. And I've had to kind of like, I even got a Rook Endgame book. And then, you know, everyone, everyone in my life was like, dude, you're not losing Rook Endgames. You're losing in a lot of other places. And I was like, fine, I won't spend the next <laughs> 20 hours examining Rook Endgame. <laughs> no. That would, so do you have recommendations on, on, uh, on, on books for Endgames? Yes. I would say the best first endgame book is Silman's complete endgame course it's this okay. amazing book that breaks it down by rating band it's just like are you under a thousand here you only need to learn this uh mm -hmm. did you did you graduate and you're not ready for the next section fine here's another 15 pages to read um and so it's this great way of like 
dividing up a manageable end game study program. All right. All right. Great. So that, that's oh, my number one. That. And then my favorite end game book, I just have to talk about it, is yeah. uh, End Game Strategy by Sheroshevsky. But that's more of just like a, like Silman's is like how to win specific end games, right? So it's, yeah. it's King Pawn versus King. Here's how you go about winning that. Or maybe it's just a draw and here's how you know. Sheroshevsky is more advanced and it's kind of like concepts of like, okay, if you really want to end, win an end game, you really need to have two weaknesses, right? Okay, there's a million pawns on the board. Here's kind of how you want to go about doing it. And just, I don't know, I think it's a good compliment to Silman, but it is more advanced. I, I think you really want to do a little bit of Silman first. Well, and and I love that idea of, of kind of concept base. Um, yeah. You know, I, I feel like once I've understood certain concepts, it just unlocks something in chess for me, you know? Mm. Um, you know, because at first I'm just doing just learning move order and pattern recognition. And then like, suddenly it's like, Oh, this is why. And and it just, you know, um, changes everything. Yeah. That's what I've liked so much about chess strategy is that mm -hmm. I learn all these concepts and I feel like I understand chess better and better every time I read strategy books, but there feels to be a cap to that for me personally, that my rating doesn't improve. And it feels like what I really need to do is just hammer a million tactics. And then I would be good at chess, but. Uh, I like reading strategy books better. Well, I, yeah, you know, and maybe I, I should read some strategy books because, you know, I was the kind of person, everybody always complains in, in math about like word problems. And mm. and I was always the person that that liked word problems, you know, and it, it seems like it's almost uh, similar uh, yeah. in that way. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, okay, so you had a chess coach yes. and it didn't really work out. Have you thought at all? About getting a new chess coach, do you feel yeah. like you're making enough yeah, progress I, on your I, own? I absolutely do want um, a new chess coach, and I and I really liked my my previous one. Um, it's just more like it was the the time difference and um, yeah. and then traveling, um, and then uh, you know when I had an exchange student, it was just we just played all the time, so that was a lot of fun. Um, but I want to go back and, uh, and, and get a coach and kind of go back to what I was doing, which was a little more discipline and studying. Um, I just had like a, a pretty busy period at work so that like, mm -hmm. you know, and so, you know, that, that was like taking up a lot of free time. So now I think, you know, I think I'm in a good spot to, to maybe start doing, uh, lessons on the weekends again. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I feel like uh, the answer to my chess is to have a foreign exchange student who really wants to play yes. a lot. Yes. No, you have no idea, you know, because like I have tried to get my wife to learn. And she's, she's having none of it. Mm -hmm. um, so it really was like, you know, having a roommate like no, I no lie. There were a few times, not often, but I'd like go, you know, it's at night. You know, he's like in bed or he's got school next morning. I'm, like, I'm seriously going knocking on the door and be like, hey, check out this move. You know, I remember one time I brought the board up and I was like, okay, what would you do in this situation? And then we end up getting locked into um because oh, it was it was a lot of fun. That's amazing. Yeah, I'll be like accepting foreign exchange students minimum 1800 feet a. 
<laughs> well, oh, that's fair. You know, funny, we were you know, we had friends that did it, and we were um, looking, you know, looking into it, and you know, we were kind of talking about like, well, okay, what is it that that would work well for us? And, and I was like, I really want a foreign exchange student that likes chess. You know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Were you able to look for that, or did you just get? Yeah, that was like he was one that he and he told me later. He's like, my mom was like, why in the world are you putting that in there? You know. <laughs> That's like what made him stand out. You know, he he put in he likes cooking, um, and he likes chess. And my my wife's like, okay, he likes cooking. Yeah, likes chess. done. The dream foreign exchange student. That's right, awesome. right. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Wow. Okay, that's cool. Um. All right. Well, I haven't heard really anything about like over the board tournaments or going yeah. to clubs. Where are we there? Have we gone to any? Yeah. Are we considering so. It? So I, you know, I, I played, um, like I said, so it's hard finding games here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that was nice. Um, when I took my uh, exchange student to, you know, my, my wife's from Jersey. So, you know, we took him um, to, you know, for Christmas to, to Jersey. And so then, you know, just got a train into New York. Um, so that was fun to go um, catch some games um, over in Washington Square. And um and you know we we had a boss there and anytime I'm, I'm in a big city i try to catch games um and uh and now i had a student that really wanted to start a chess club um so you know we have a we have a club on on campus now i advise that um so that's fun um every two weeks i you know i get to um you know as the advisor i'm always like should I be playing them, not playing them? Um, you know, but but I usually do play if if there's uh you know an even number uh, or yeah. Um, and so um, but in in terms of like total goals, you know, I definitely want to. I'm a USFC member, um, or wait, USF US, USCF. Sorry, USCF member, but I've never played a tournament. Um, I I um I've you know, we talked about hosting one now uh or hosting a collegiate tournament um cool. and uh you know you've been fine gold had a chess center in atlanta um and that's like an hour and a half from where we are uh but it you know it's not there anymore um so you know definitely just kind of on the lookout but i i you know i need to to do a tournament um you know, I know from from listening to your podcast that that I'll uh, get schooled by a bunch of young children, but uh, you know that's you know Most I think likely. you know having the mindset, knowing that going in um, is you know it, that's fine. It's funny. The nice thing about like I don't really enjoy playing eleven year olds at big tournaments because we play. And then they just go off with their friends and there's no post-mortem or anything. Right. Actually, at the club, it's kind of fun because it's like you've got these, you know, little 11-year-olds that, that you see them all the time. And you get to watch their improvement. Yeah. And lose rating points to them. You can <laughs> see the payoff, right? Instead of just like going to some random tournament and some kid steals all your points. And um, yeah, you know, because I, I definitely want to go, um, you know, but... I don't know. You know, I don't have like I, at this age, it's not like I'm going to be uh, a, a GM or an FM or anything. So I don't have like uh, those big ambitions, but I would like to play in a, a tournament or two, get a rating. It, that that sounds fun to me. Yeah, it's it's fun playing 
especially other adults at tournaments like you just you get to meet people who are sort of into your thing yeah um i don't know it's just i've really enjoyed that piece of it i would rather win all my games but even when i lose you know i feel like i'm i'm meeting people that are interesting well it's it's so funny because um you know with the the advising a, a chess club um we you know we plan out you know i work with the president we plan out like each meeting so that we'll talk a, a briefly about a historical game mm. maybe solve a puzzle or two and then have people play each other um but you know uh the president wanted to organize a tournament with some nearby colleges mm. and you know i was like that that's fine but i was like does, does anybody here played in a tournament you know, because uh, how, how do we do that? You know, yeah. and, and nobody had. Um, you um, know, and there are some that, that some of the students are really good, you know, but they've all just they they do it on YouTube, you know, like they just yeah. just play online. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's funny you say that we are starting our chess club this Thursday at my school. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm the faculty person for it. And it's funny. I totally let them run it. It's their club. And this kid is like. I think for the first day we should teach them all an opening. And I was like, oh man, we're already going down the wrong path. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to be like, no, we're not doing openings here. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, we we've talked about it may be fun um, you know, to to zoom in some folks, like uh, you know, maybe, you know, um, I think we're gonna get like now that we're an official club access to some funds. And so we thought like maybe it could be there could be like a group lesson or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I just think it, you know, it's but but to be honest, it's fun to just get together with people who who are interested in in chess. And that's why like I was I'm so excited to be on this podcast because um, you know, and and you're the one that I, I learned about chess punks from you, but I, I feel like just trying to find community around chess, especially when you live some like in a small town that that, you know, that's hard. So yeah. that's that's what's fun about uh, advising the club. Yep, I agree. For me, the podcast has been a lot of community. It's funny, my students will always be like, what's your podcast about? And I'm like, it's about people who are bad at chess who wish they were better. <laughs> oh, like you. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, exactly. Like me. <laughs> um. All right. So. I guess as we start wrapping up here, what's your rating sitting at today then? It sounds like you started like around a thousand Lee Chess. Where are we at today? Uh fourteen hundred and something. Um that's a lot know, of uh, I think it's like maybe like fourteen thirty or something. I play I made sure to play um a few rated games this weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh I, I found, you know, at first I, I only played rated games and then once I Casual games really helped me out in a lot of ways. It just took the pressure off and it was like, okay, this is fun. Um, so I, I definitely played more casual than rated, but I still play some rated. Okay. Interesting. So you're actually finding that casual lets you just play freer, not uh focus too much on the points. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely feel um, you know, like I can I'll, I'll experiment a lot more. Um you know, I feel like, you know, it does become fun just trying different positions just to kind of see if it works out, you know, and, and then, um, you know, you don't you don't feel like, OK, I've really lost anything. Yeah. So what have you been working on most recently? Then it sounds like you started with some videos, you went into tactics. 
you haven't done a ton of strategy, you haven't done a lot of end games. Have you been mostly focusing on just playing and examining your games then? Yeah, playing, examining games. I, I mean, that's what I like about Lee Chess is, is the ability, you know, analyzing games. Um, currently uh, going through, uh, it's called Chess Tactics for Students um, by, by John Bain. Um, so I'm, I'm almost through that one. Um, and, you know, just, just trying to puzzles and, uh, and playing. Okay. So it sounds like the solution to go from a thousand to 1400 Lee chess is puzzles and playing. Yeah. I mean, that's what, well, that's what everyone says. So and, you are living and, proof that that's how you do it. And getting a change. I will say like, honestly, it changed my game so much like you know i i think i've probably topped out you know um i've got to like get better to move to the next rating but you know it it made me not be afraid to be aggressive um whereas i you know i just used to i still lose a lot on time um you know like you know i i put my games into aim chess and i'm able to to do that that analysis there um and you know I still get mated some and I tend like, it's such a beginner thing, but I tend to, to get mated in these like stupid traps, you know, um, these, you know, long range Bishop queen attacks that I'm just do not see coming. And uh, which is like, it's so easy to see them, but I'm so locked into my, you know, my strategy. Um, One of the things I've been trying to do lately um is just answer the question, what does my opponent want to do? Ooh, um, every play or every move, I've been trying to answer that question. But the problem is when you're playing these, you know, 10 minute games, it becomes hard, you know? Um, yeah, I've, I've been interested in that. Uh, you know, um, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this, but I've read an article recently about, um, it was from, uh, I think it was from an economist, but it was it was an analysis of uh, Kasparov's pattern recognition. Um, and he just went through like all these games and was able to kind of point out like that his pattern recognition was just insane. Um, and I, and one thing, like I'm, I'm getting to that point as a player where I'm like, oh yeah, I've, I've been in this situation before, you know? And, and so that's, you know, I think the early versions of pattern recognition and, um, that's fun. It sounds like with your experience with a foreign exchange student, it's almost like you're able to do like a full immersion in chess, which is something yeah. that I feel like that's what kids are so good at being able to do is they have a lot of extra time. They just dump it all into chess. And even if you just play blitz for like six hours a day, I feel like that full immersion is just going to get you better. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only thing I wonder about, I mean, I wonder about it with me is like, okay, you play a lot, but you know, are you just, just playing and are you actually improving you know like because i i feel like you know at some point uh, you know unless i'm studying what i'm doing i'm not I'm, i don't know if i'm improving or not that's the mystery but you know what know. 400 points says you are improving yeah well it's it's 400 points over like two years you know 2021 hey i would definitely take 400 points. right right well but my you know my coach when i first started taking lessons he did tell me he's like you're at the great point where you're just going to to improve you know and get these big ratings gains and then it just you know will grind to to a halt yeah that is the most fun period but it's not fun 
when everyone tells you that and then they don't come and that happens to some people right and that's that's really frustrating yeah yeah so uh you know do you have uh you always ask about chess goals do you do you have a chess goal do you Ooh. have like a rankings goal and my chess goals change a lot <laughs> there was a period where i was like i think you know like long term like long mm -hmm. long term maybe i could reach i am now i've realized mm -hmm. like that's that's absurd um so then my long term goal became 2200 master and then mm -hmm. i would started gaining all these rating points and i was like that seems very doable not very doable it seems doable yeah um and now i don't know i don't know man my 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 new goal is to stop losing rating points that's my <laughs> very basic goal that's my goal is to to flip it around and come back the other way yeah what yeah. yourself what are your goals um i i think like at this point it's more conceptual you know i i you know at, at one point i think when i first started it's like oh i'll be happy with a thousand um and and you're doing like lead chess and so that was like oh okay you know i settled at a thousand um and um you know, I, I had this, when I first started playing, I had this idea that I wanted to be good enough that if I was ever somewhere and they had a chess board, you know, and I just randomly played with somebody that I could like hang with them. Um, and, uh, and that actually happened to me. Um, we, we had somebody over the house. They, we, we didn't talk about chess at all. They're like, Oh, you play chess. It's like, yeah. And they're like, you want to play a game? And, and then I beat them. And I was like, oh, that, that was, you know, very satisfying. I, yeah. I you know, I, I really like that. Um, Goal this, achieved. Yes. <laughs> at this point, I think, um, you know, playing in a tournament would be fun. Um, maybe trying to get to like eventually a thousand, but that's such an arbitrary, you know, rating there. But uh, mm -hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just a really fun game to kind of throw yourself into. Gotcha. Okay. Can't disagree with that. Ah, uh, seems like a good place to end, Jordan. So thanks so much for coming on. I really oh, enjoyed this conversation. And, thanks for uh, having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so for all of you out there, I really hope this is that week where you do turn it around. By the way, my tournament just wrapped up and I gained like 17 whole rating points. I know, I know. It was a big, it's a big deal. Um but I hope this is that week where you turn everything around and you gain 17 rating points. But if it's not, and you get stuck in a plateau, possibly a pit of despair, come back next week. We'll have another guest. They will share with you their journey, their tips, and hopefully we can help you on your way to success. I'll see you next time, everybody. Goodbye.